It's Tuesdays with Aaron. Here's Jason Wildey with Aaron Rodgers on ESPN Wisconsin. It is the Aaron Rodgers Show. Tuesdays with Aaron. With Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Hey, nice to see you in person. Yeah. Yeah, I missed you last week. I got the coffee going. You're all set. Yeah, first time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're pleased with the holiday uh, creamers. Got a few options for you. How are you? You know what? They have good. The the, the date works here. You know that. Well, that I wouldn't Best bring you Buy. expired creamer. Can you mm-hmm. imagine how angry people would be if I if you had like food poisoning because of the creamer you drank uh, on this show? Not as angry as they'd be if there's a camera in here and they saw your shorts every week. They're not that short. Well, didn't, That's a didn't, little joke. Didn't Clifton, get, um, didn't Clifton get food poisoning on one road trip to, like, Miami? I, I think him and you, you guys all went to, like, a sushi joint or something, and he missed the game. Yeah, I don't know what exactly it was, food poisoning or not, but uh, okay, might have been Jason Taylor poisoning. <laughs> Only you can zing him like that. Um, so, it appears that your offense is playing okay. Yeah, we're playing a little better. Yeah. Um, does it seem that long ago, and I know you get reminded about it because the relax quote continues to be uh, brought up fairly frequently. But Cleveland it, was on a roll, too. They just lost last night for the first time since the LeBron relax, yeah, I believe, right? I did yeah. see that. And and Tom Brady's team has continued to win after they were being given up for dead. Tom Does, didn't say relax. Though. He did not, no. So we don't count that one. No. Um, does that seem like a long time ago, and why do you think that you guys have kind of found your rhythm the way you have? I mean, it's beyond found your rhythm. You've just been terrific. Well, it's a long season, so it does seem like a while ago, but... Do you need help with that? I got it. You sure? This is not a videoed thing, so you don't even have to mention that. I the was fact that you this. can't open the creamer is significant. You're distracted. Well, I don't know where you got this from. Do you not get this from the pig? I, I did not. The pig get it from would the probably pig. have a little bit easier opener here. Okay. I don't think they have control over the nah, oil. They do. The pig's got control over everything. <laughs> Shop the pig. I know. You should get a. Buy Kevin Barry. Indeed. <laughs> what? Uh, all right. So explain to me why the offense has been. So off the charts, awesome. Now you're spilling your coffee. Shut up. It's been great. The <laughs> offense has been so good. <laughs> you have this Keurig machine. It's just doing I've never used it. Here. It's just sitting there. Yes. Old school coffee is the best. And the sugar cookie creamer. Okay. Um, we just wasted two minutes talking about coffee. So <laughs> well, I'll make you, you'll have to make it up on the more, other end. Yeah. Let's waste a couple more on the, the offense here. The offensive line is playing really, really good. That's that's the biggest key. I think that's the start. They're they're healthy, and uh, you know Corey's got ten games under his belt now. Josh and TJ have gotten a little healthier uh, this last week, and then Brian and Dave have been really consistent outside. Uh, yeah, I mentioned last week about Corey uh, being a potential uh, Pro Bowl candidate. Um, I'm going to stomp for the other four guys this week. I was going to say, were they uh, any of the? Were their feelings hurt? I know they're a sensitive group. Were they wondering why you weren't stomping for them? I don't think they're a sensitive group. I don't. I don't. They're a. They can't be in the offensive line where they make fun of each other more than any other position group. So they have to let their sensitivity uh, leave it at the door, uh, if you will. They, they save it for the media because I can tell you that I've written a few things they didn't like. Whatever. Okay. This is my show. It is. Let's go. It's not about Talk. you and your Brian Balaga comments and 
Brian Punk and you in the locker room. We're we're all good now. Everything's okay. Wonderful. Good. You guys hug it out. Puppy dogs and ice cream. Did yes. he get some new shorts? No. no. Well, okay. All right. So. I talk. think the offensive line, it starts with the offensive line. The protection's been really good. We've been sacked uh, once in the last two weeks. That's excellent. Uh, I don't even know. I, I saw some stat that we didn't they, they didn't register a quarterback hit. Is that correct as that's well in the Philly game? That's, uh, I mean, they got a sack, so they get one of those. But. That's incredible. Uh, and other than Corey's uh, hot snap, um, <laughs> which is, you know, I'm just going to apologize on the air here to Corey's mom uh, after the game. I teased Corey about it. his mom was there, and I think she thought I was serious. So um, I apologize to Mrs. Lindsley. She needs to listen to the show how you were how you talk almost every week about how much you like him, though. Yeah, she wasn't having it. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, wanted to you wanted to stump for your other offensive lineman, though. Yeah, too. I did. I did. They're playing great. You know, Dave has been so consistent at left tackle. Um, when, when when that position becomes an afterthought, you know that guy's playing great. It's, it's almost like the uh, the long snapper, um, although the left tackle uh, is in on more plays. You know, it's not uh, not something you worry about. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive when you got usually the best pass rusher on that side, and, and he's been locking them down really good. And Brian on the other side, you know, dealt with the the early injury uh, he had in Seattle. Uh, and he's been playing really, really good. I mean, he plays his strengths. He is great against the bull rush. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about uh, about angles and, um, you know, how I, I like to move in the pocket. And uh, those conversations uh, have been great. And then, obviously, the two guards, you know, pushing through the injuries. Um, I saw on uh, some Pro Bowl voting that they're both up in the top five, I believe, maybe top six. Uh, it would be incredible to get those guys both to the Pro Bowl. They've been uh, playing incredible. Uh, they're just such... Uh, important parts uh, of our success and uh, really proud of those guys and, and uh, my body thanks them as well for the for the way I've been feeling the last couple of weeks. You, you mentioned how they're playing through their injuries and I know Mike McCarthy doesn't want us asking about it. I'll knock on wood as I ask you, but how much of it is you guys as an entire team have stayed healthy? Uh, you guys have dealt with so many injuries over the last several years, you specifically last year, but overall seemed like you were always dealing with the next man up stuff. And, you know, Jordy's played every game. Randall's played every game. Eddie's played every game. You have the line. The only game that's been missed was by Brian in week two. How much of that is a factor? It's a huge factor, you know, the ability to stay healthy. And Mike did some things with the with the schedule this offseason uh, to, to kind of uh, help our bodies out. And, I, you know, I think that, that has to play a little bit of a role. In, uh, in how it's been going, you know, kind of offloading on Friday now with our with our stay program and then having a lighter practice on Saturday uh, to kind of make sure that we're ready to play. I think uh, that has to get some credit for the way things have been going. Uh, I think Mark Levat and his staff in the in the uh, in the weight room have done a great job of uh, uh, working on the building strength. We're working out actually three times a week uh, this year as opposed to two in years past. Okay, uh, that hasn't got uh, really any attention. I'm sh- probably the first time anybody's heard it. Uh, uh, was was right then when I said it. Uh, well, we appreciate you telling us because Mike, seriously, like we want to know why, and we want to praise him for things going well, and he keeps everything kind of quiet when it comes. Well, to I think there's stuff. some there's a competitive advantage okay. uh, that comes to some of that, but but uh, Mike's schedule I think has really been uh, been helping us the the weight room gains that we've been making, and then. Uh, the training staff doing some new stuff in there has really helped. So I think the combination of all three and the guys just being, in this day and age, you know, being a little bit more um, aware of how to take care of their bodies best and uh, making sure they're they're putting in extra time uh, on uh, uh, making sure they stay healthy has really been uh, a part of our success. And then obviously we're playing pretty well. Stay is an acronym for what? I don't know. Strength, 
either yoga or a massage or something, right? I don't know. Oh, now, now I've crossed advantage. the line. Competitive yep. Hashtag competitive advantage. Um, all right, the other thing I wanted to ask you about the offense is has it unfolded differently than maybe you guys started thinking in the offseason? You know, and, and I'm guilty of this as much as anyone where I said, hey, they're going to have Aaron Rodgers healthy, they're going to have Eddie Lacy healthy, defenses aren't going to know what the heck to do. Do they try to stop the run first or the pass first? It would seem that you guys have just said, we're a pass-first offense, and we'll complement the pass with the run. Is that am I am I off base on that? It just just seems like that's what you should do when you have no You're offense. You're off base. You that, that, that conversation never happened. That we didn't say that out loud. We didn't say, "Yeah, we're going to pass first. Okay. But I think that uh, um, yeah, we've been we've been playing playing well, getting the ball to our playmakers outside the numbers. You know, Jordy's had such a big year. Randall's been healthy. And he's uh, at ten touchdowns and a number of catches. Uh, you know, ten, ten catches uh, a couple days ago. Um, and we just been finding ways to get them the football and be aggressive early. I think defenses have come in and and really tried to take Eddie away. There's been a lot of one eye stuff and um, trying to put uh, their best corner on on Jordy a lot of times and um, and then to find ways to double him when we move him around. So it's been open up some one-on-ones elsewhere. We had some good production out of the tight ends last week. Drew had a big third-down catch. Richie had a big third-down catch. Right. Um, and then, obviously, Jordy with the big catch and run had a big uh, pass interference that set us up for a touchdown. Randall with his 10 catches. Uh, so that was a very efficient game for us. But that's kind of how we've seen teams play us. Um, and that's how they've been, they've been talking about it, too. Take away the run, uh, get after us with their uh, pressure packages or front four. And uh, and trying to physical the receivers, but uh, we've been doing a good job of moving those guys around and getting them some some uh, easier releases. So even if Eddie's not um, getting as many carries, he's still having an impact because of the way defenses are. are... You mean Moss? That was good. that was one of the questions. I I thought that was against the. The the Aaron Rodgers you have like the tablet of nicknames that's totally against the tablet of nicknames right to nickname yourself Moss like he did. That was yeah that was a self-appointed that has nothing to do with me that's that's Eddie uh, right that's what I'm saying it's a, isn't that against the nickname rules to call give yourself a nickname I haven't made up any rules yet for that I, the, the You're Game our of Thrones 24 guy. hour rule is is kind of as far as I would go I took some heat <laughs> on that I still believe in it uh, but uh, yeah Eddie's done a great job catching the ball and run he's a bowling ball when he's out there in space and uh, he gets a little assist uh, gives an assist to to Andrew for pushing him in the end zone there but. Right. Uh, but, yeah, he's doing a great job of being on his check-down awareness. And then, obviously, we got a little hay with the screen game in the last couple of weeks. Could you see him? You mentioned Roger Craig having been a 49ers fan growing up. Is there a scenario where you could see someday him being a 1,000-1,000 a thousand, thousand guy or not the way the offense is constructed? Well, it's tough in this league. I don't know uh, if, if that's possible. I think uh, Forte came close, didn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, that's... Uh, him and, and uh, McCoy had uh, a lot of yards. Was it last year or the year before? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was up there uh, kind of near a 1,000. But um, Eddie, now I don't know if this is breaking news either, but uh, Eddie said that he wants to be even lighter next year. So I don't know if that's because he's been catching all these passes. And uh, and I said something about Roger Craig. But, uh, but yeah, he's got, he's got really good hands, and uh, he's tough to tackle. So. We'll see what happens. You know, we want him to be a, a stud running back first, and uh, I think he just enjoys complimenting that with uh, making some plays in the passing game. What about the plays you're making with, with Jordy and Randall? I think from the outside looking in, we're saying, 
you got a shot at not only two 1,000-yard receivers, but these guys could end up being 3,000-yard receivers combined at 1,500 apiece, and that's that doesn't happen. It's only happened two other times in, in NFL history. Is that is that exciting for you? Is that you're the guy who throws the open guy no matter who he is, but those guys are just getting open for you a ton? Is that what's happening? That is what's happening. They're getting open a lot. We're putting them in positions to be one or two, but... Um... You know, those guys uh, are usually, uh, um, you know, matchup issues for the defense. Mm-hmm. So uh, we look for those opportunities, and, and it just depends on how defenses play. It's who they're trying to take away. And you, know, you saw it, you know, on some third downs uh, a couple of days ago, they tried to take away those those guys, and we hit uh, both of them. Yeah, we hit Richard for uh, for a big gain, and we hit uh, Andrew for a big gain as well. You know, they were looking, uh, looking up to get some of the crossers from those guys coming, and we hit the other guys uh, kind of crossing the field. So. Uh, it, it's about progressions in the West Coast offense and looking for the best matchup, and we're going to continue to play that way. But, uh, you know, more often than not this year, uh, those guys have been uh, uh, been where the ball's going. I know you don't like the microphone being on the center, um, but it's fascinating to go back and watch the TV copy and listen to you. I mean, I, I would use the word orchestrate is what you're doing with the offense up there. Is that um, – and I wrote a little bit about that today – is that your favorite part of your job? Is it one of your favorite parts of your job? Is And what does that mean to you to have that modicum of control at the line of scrimmage? Well, I don't like the mic'd up. I don't, I don't like I – uh, I think it's uh, a competitive disadvantage for the offense. Uh, it swings the other way. Uh, the defense was always complaining for years about the fact that they didn't have a sticker on their helmet. They couldn't uh, have a, a headset in there. So they had to signal things in. They worried about stealing signals. So they got to be able to have the, the headset now. Uh, with uh, you know, when you're playing at home, uh, and then it's you have the microphone there. Even on the road, you watch games, uh, you can hear a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a competitive disadvantage, I think, and, and I'm not crazy about it. But there's a lot of stuff that has to happen in the line of scrimmage as far as protection stuff and and cadence that uh, that we work on. And we change things a lot, uh, really, because of the the mic'd up, and we know teams uh, watch the TV copies and try and get a beat on our snap count and some of our checks, and that's why we got to change them all the time. But um, yeah, that's part of it. It's uh, it's an enjoyment, uh, but really, ultimately, it's about everybody being on the same page. You know, you did that um, thing with Associated Bank a couple of years ago, with uh, where you talk about all the things that are going through your head as you break the huddle when you did huddle, and then get to the line of scrimmage. And I, I've told you before, it's one of my favorite things I've ever gotten to see you do. Has it gotten easier? or harder because you've gotten more responsibility. I mean, to hear, I, I linked to that video the other day on Twitter, and it went from 3,000 views to 11,000 views. I mean, I think people are fascinated by that. Is that part of your job getting easier because you've been doing it for so long, or Mike always says he's putting even more on your plate? Is it getting harder? I, I wouldn't say it's getting harder. I think it's it's just uh, it's you learn to process the information at, at an even higher rate. Um, so there, there, there could be more that's that's coming in uh, with the, the, the potential checks and and different things, but it's it's processing the information at a high rate, okay. and and that and that starts in practice. I mean, it really, uh, I was just doing an interview, and, and I said the only way to uh, develop a habit is to exaggerate it in a practice setting, and I, I really believe that the only way to develop a habit that you're going to take with you on the field, whether it's a footwork uh, or a uh, eye control or a type of throw, uh, or just controlling the line of scrimmage with uh, with your cadence or your, your checks is to practice and exaggerate those things in a practice setting. What does and that mean, exaggerate? 
uh, just you know go over the top. If it's a, if it's your, if you're working on a, a footwork, uh, make it as difficult as possible to start to make that a muscle memory that then becomes a habit because that's kind of progression. It's exaggerate a new move or a new thought. Okay. Then it become it starts to form as a muscle memory, and then after that it becomes a habit where you don't have to think about it. So um, that that goes from everything to how you call your cadence to the kind of checks live and, and, and dead checks you make in the last scrimmage to the footwork that you use. And I think you have to, to work on those things and, and test yourself as, as, and make it as difficult as possible in those practice settings. Um, you knew what you were doing even though or, or you've talked before about the, the effect of what you said when you did the relax thing. Uh, Rob Domofsky asked McCarthy about this yesterday, if there's a danger of overconfidence on the flip side because you guys are playing so well. As a leader... A, do you worry about that, and B, do you have to do things to make sure that that doesn't happen? Because there's been other times this season where you guys have played well, and you've basically said we're not there yet. Well, I would I would guess that whether he said this to to Rob or not, uh, that some form of this will be said to the team, and that's the same thing that Mike said. I think the first day that he got to Green Bay, um, our biggest challenge is going to be handling success. And we're having some success right now. We scored 50, 50 points the last two games. We're outscoring teams by a lot in the first quarters, first halves. You know, we haven't finished uh, the first team, uh, myself, the two guards, I think, and, and Jordy, you know, haven't finished uh, the last what, three or four home games. Uh, we've been on the bench in the, in the fourth quarter. You at least played in the fourth quarter this week. I, yeah. That was the first time you've done that in uh, the last four games. I miss being out there. I want to be out there. Uh, but Mike said it, you know, when we first came in, our biggest challenge is going to be handling success. And how we deal with it. And uh, complacency can set in. Uh, we felt it, I think, in the 20, uh, 2012 season at times. Um, you know, and, and you have to uh, to go back to what got you to those those spots. And you have to kind of check yourself and check your team. Have a good pulse on how the team is, is dealing with it. Everybody's kind of riding high right now. The defense is playing well. They're scoring touchdowns. The special teams had a big excuse me, big punt return. Offensively, you're scoring a lot of points. Um, but uh, you kind of have to check yourself. And, and it was good to, it was good for us to play a, a first-place team and see how we matched up. But uh, well, we can't have any uh, any games where we uh, underestimate our opponent or, or go in uh, too cocky. A couple of, a couple of weeks ago, you, you um, respectfully challenged your defense. Um, they've really risen to the occasion. Do you think you have a championship-caliber defense the way they're playing? I think they're they're getting there. Yeah, you know, I really do. They're playing uh, they're playing really well. Playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, they've done some different things. You know, they moved uh, moved Clay around, and, and Clay's again showed his versatility. You know, I'm not sure if that's uh, he, he loves to rush the passer, but uh, he's making a lot of plays from the inside, and still, you know, had a had a sack in the game, and, and is able to to do some different blitz package stuff. So that's been best been really good for us. Obviously, Pep has has been such a great. Uh, a great asset to our team this year, bringing him in from a leadership standpoint. Obviously, the plays he's made, he scored two touchdowns for us. Could have been three. I joked with him about that, but the, but two touchdowns for us. Um, <laughs> he got his chest on it. Yeah, two two touchdowns for us, and just been a been a high impact player. Obviously, Casey Hayward being healthy, uh, his impact that he's made. Micah Hyde has made a number of plays. Ha ha has kind of seamlessly fit in there. Morgan's played at a really high level. Uh, Tremont and Sam are doing such a great job. Nick Perry stayed healthy mm-hmm. and been really uh, active for us. Mike Neal, Mike Daniels. You know, not having having BJ, you know, we really worried about our, our obviously our run defense. It got 
tested it you know early in the season they've done a good job the last couple of weeks of, of shutting that down obviously aj is, is so consistent uh, in the middle with getting guys lined up and just always being on the field i mean you can't you can't have enough aj hawks on your team the way that uh, he prepares gets his team lined up and and uh, and plays so it's been uh it's been great having those guys out there. Dayton coming back from an injury is uh, uh, that's helping us. Josh Boyd has played a bigger role for us. So, um, you know, those guys are, are talented, talented guys. And um, you know, when we can score a lot of points, it obviously takes uh, makes the the other team more one dimensional. But at some point, uh, they know it. We know it. They're gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna be tested uh, when we're maybe not on our on our A game and. And we're confident they're going to come up with the big plays uh, to get us to win. What's it been like to watch Peppers evolve, both in terms of how he interacts in the locker room and what his role is? You talked last week about his pregame speech. And just as he's gotten more comfortable in the defense and had, I mean, the guy has an impact play almost every week. You were a fan from the very start when they brought him in. But what's it been like to see that evolution? It's been great. Uh, Julius is a um, Hall of Fame player who... uh, who really wants to win a championship? I mean, that's his main goal, and uh, we're so so glad to have him. Uh, he's been uh, a great impact player for us on the field, but off the field, you know, I think he's really uh, started to give a, give more of himself and open up, uh, um, you know, to these guys and get to know him on a better level. Open up more of himself, share with those guys what's what's helped him be successful, and uh, there's been a lot better communication, I think, on uh, on that side of the ball. You know, with guys linebackers talking to D line. Uh, D-line talking with the secondary, uh, everybody on the same page, and that's how you know, I said last week. You know, that's how uh, great plays happen is when eleven are on the same page, and that's how you know breakdowns can happen when you're not on the same page. And you're seeing our defense really, uh, you know, just be on the same page consistently every week, and that's how they're stopping people, creating turnovers, and getting us the ball back. And we're, uh, we're we've been able to cash those in pretty good. You um you called. Pepper's a Hall of Fame player. Speaking of Hall of Fame players, and I know you don't geek out very often, and I know you were busy when it happened, but did you see what Magic Johnson said about you? Of course I did. I mean, how cool is that? I'm sorry, but you have to admit, being compared, I know you grew up in the Jordan era, but to be compared to Larry Bird, I mean, come on, by Magic Johnson, what'd you think? It's pretty humbling, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, my first memories of watching basketball, my, my dad was a big Laker fan. Um, Showtime era, you know, with Pat Riley and, and Magic and Cooper and Worthy and those guys. Um, so that was my first kind of intro into basketball. And obviously, after that, you know, kind of uh, the bad boys and Jordan's era took over and uh, loved watching watching that uh, that era. And, you know, late 80s and, and 90s basketball is like right up my alley. I mean, that's that's my my area of uh, of knowledge and just and just love for that time in, in the game. So to be compared to, to Larry, who I know Magic has the utmost amount of respect for, is uh, is way too big of a compliment. And, and I I really appreciate that from Magic. I have a ton of respect for him and his career and what he's done and the, and the philanthropic things he's done off the court as well. Um, and Larry is a you know like the nickname suggests is a legend and. Uh, right. The comparison really is uh, is very humbling for me. Um, the only one that could possibly compare would be maybe if he had said something about Vladi Divox, but um, <laughs> but I'll take Larry Bird. Have you met either one of them, I have Magic not. or Larry? You've met Jordan. You got? Can yeah. I call you friends with him? I've met him. Okay, a few times. Yeah. All right. We'll have to see if we can get that set up. Uh, last thing, and then we'll go inside the helmet. We'll get yeah, to the what Vikings. What setup? What do you? Th- I think I think you know it'd be cool to 
Freaking I don't know what part you were talking guys. about. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah, and Vladi. Well, <laughs> I don't know what he's up to these days, but I'm guessing that he may have probably some, partying. some free time. Vladi daddy. Um, I, um, I, I don't understand how a pass can be tipped and be considered intentional grounding. Can you explain that rule to me? Was it tipped? I swear it was tipped. You... That was a funny interaction with the, with the, the refs because I pump left. It wasn't open. I came back to the right and, and felt a guy in my face right there and you know, just threw it in the area. I thought that near where Jordan would be. And they, uh, you know, Carl had his mind said that he was going to call intentional <laughs> grounding. But the side judge came in and, and, and asked, was it tipped? And I, you know, I, I couldn't keep a straight face. I was trying to. I was like, oh, yeah, just tip, definitely. And then he looked at me, and he saw I was really fighting back the, the smile. And then he goes, no, it's, there's no way it was tipped. And then they called, then he, then Carl threw the flag. Are you sure? I, I mean, have you, have you watched, I mean, you had Victory Monday, so you didn't, you guys haven't watched the film. We right? haven't had the group. I watched it, yeah. I didn't. Uh, you don't think it was tipped? I don't think. The way so. the ball, what, I could just, I mean, I'm seven floors up, so maybe I'm wrong. But it sure looked like it. Got a yeah, piece of it. Sure. All right. Uh, let's go inside the helmet, uh, take a look at a couple of plays that happened in the game against the Eagles. You mentioned the tight end catches, and it's easy when you win 53-20 to 20 to be talking you know, uh, and, and acting how easy it was, which I know you will get to that in a second with one of your Ask Aaron questions. But um, those were really big plays early in the game on a drive that was, I would think, somewhat demoralizing for the defense when you pick up those kinds of third downs. Can you take us through those two plays, please? Well, I think the big play is third and 23. We draw them off sides. Um, draw them off sides, took a shot, and didn't get it, but it went third and 23 to third and 18. They uh, they changed their defensive call. They brought a little pressure, um, and we uh, we made a, a subtle adjustment there to the line. And, uh, and Drew did a good job of getting to the backside hole there on uh, on their one-high coverage. They played one-high behind a pressure to the strong side there. So third and 18 is not a down that you expect uh, to get. But I'm really proud of Drew to continue on as I was trying to look off. I think it was Kendricks who was who was dropping to kind of the, the second hole there and end up throwing it in the third hole behind uh, behind him. So, uh you know, Drew's done a done a really good job of uh, doing those kind of things in practice and, and giving you confidence in it. And he's as good as anybody. We make a joke about it, but he's as good as anybody at communicating during the game. And I challenge those guys and encourage those guys to uh, let's communicate as much as possible about how they're playing, what coverages they're playing, how you think you can get open, what routes you like. And uh, you know, Drew's in his mind, to his credit, I mean, he's always open, which uh, I love it. You know, Drew's he's going to come over and tell me, uh, you know, the, the who's playing him what uh, route he likes and uh, if he thinks the guy can cover him or not. Um, Does he ever think the guy can cover him? Usually not. And he's probably right most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a big play. And then the other play was, uh, in my mind, that they, they had a couple extra guys on the field. They were just getting off the field. Uh, we tried to kind of quick snap them there. And Richard, who's an extremely intelligent player, um, you know, was able to, to be on the same page there and uh, separate from his defender. Uh, and uh, the thing that I've noticed about Richard in the last few weeks is, I mean, he hasn't caught a touchdown yet. He's not making a huge splash in the numbers. But the way that he's caught the ball 
And what he's done after he catches the ball has been most impressive. And you see it in practice. You know, he's not throwing guys to the ground in practice or crazy stiff-arming guys, but he's been a lot better after the catch using his big body and his long arms. And I think he's a great – he's going to be a great cold-weather tight end because he's got great hands. He's got a big, nice frame. Uh, and, and I think him and uh, you know him and Drew obviously made the two of the bigger plays in the game there with third downs, that, you know, third and long. We say really, you know, anything past seven. Those are uh, tough to pick up. So third and 18, not a big high percentage pickup there. And, and I think the other one was third and uh, nine or ten. So those are two big pickups. You've hit on a few of those, though. The, th- the touchdown to Jordy against the Bears was like third and 12, too, right? The 73-yarder. Uh, speaking of Jordy, I just wanted to ask you about the, the touchdown to him. I, I know it's happened a lot, but that was I thought that was one of the more uh, entertaining plays, the way it was executed. Can you take us through that one as well, please? Yeah, that one there, it seemed uh, we started under center, and it seemed they had a call for under center. And I was wondering if I went to the gun, would they change their call, uh, move to the shotgun. We had a play on where, uh, you know, we had a, we had a, uh, a pass, obviously, on. And uh, moved to the gun. They stayed in a, in a one-high man coverage with uh, with to the wide side of the field. We, we liked the matchup. Depending on how his release went, um, you know, we had some vertical routes on the outside. And, he got off uh, nicely and does a good job of stacking his defender and leave me a little bit of room there, and the ball came off the way I wanted to. I was able to hold the safety just long enough to where he's not going to be a factor. And uh, the rest is Jordy with his amazing body control. You know, he doesn't get enough credit, but I think about some of the catches he's had over the years. The, uh, San Francisco on the sidelines, uh, the Giants, he had an unbelievable catch. Uh, it was 2011 or 12. Yeah, they did like a 12. sports science on it. It was yeah. so ridiculous. But uh, he's got amazing body control, and he actually kind of double-caught the ball, but was able to get uh, get his feet down, and, and that was a, a good play for us. Let's look ahead to the Vikings. Um, and you mentioned Richard Rodgers as a cold-weather tight end. Uh, you'll be a cold-weather team in Minnesota for the first time since you were, well, born, I think. Uh, what's that? Does that change anything? I mean, you're a cold-weather team now, but how does that change things, and, and what do you see compared to what you saw the last time you, you played these guys? Well, it won't be the Dome, which we're, we're accustomed to playing there for, for a number of years now. And you've uh, been great. You, you, do you miss that place? Because you've been like, I, I like off the, the charts yeah, good there. I, I've liked the environment in there. It's a loud, it's a hostile environment. It's it's exciting playing in those type of environments. Uh, this will be it'll be loud. I know they got the, a solid fan base as far as generating noise. and um, But it, we're going to expect in some cold weather there you know that'll be a, a very uh, chilly game i'm sure and um yeah they're very well coached on defense they do some different things that you don't see all the time we're obviously going to be seeing uh, more of it now with uh, coach zimmer there and, and some of their tactics i think uh you know looking at them from the first game to the second game they're obviously trying to feature bar more and you know, he's a talented guy who picked up the the fumble uh in overtime uh to to give him the win there but he's an active guy uh, who can do a number of things they're doing or I don't know if we're doing like they do or they're doing like other teams are doing, but they're putting a bar like like Clay, who's who's uh, got the body of an outside linebacker at inside and then allowing him to rush from uh, inside spots to walk up the outside and rush from the outside. So he's a guy you have to you have to factor in every play. I think uh, uh, Xavier Rhodes on the outside is a second-year player who's really coming into his own and, and covering guys really well on the outside. Chad Greenway's back. Uh, enjoyed a lot of battles with Chad. He's a, a very heady player, uh, smart, instinctive, athletic, uh, ball hawk. 
um, and, and having him back and, and Harrison uh, in the secondary who's been hurt, uh, you know, who played the first game, but he's been hurt a few times uh, over the years, you know, really helps their defense. Captain uh, outside is a solid corner. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a two solid guys off the edge rushing, so it's a talented uh, defense. And they bring a lot of different scheme stuff at you. So, you know, it's going to be an important week of film. So usually you come into Minnesota week, you're thinking, uh, common opponent. Uh, you know, it's more about what we do on offense. But this is still, I think, an uncommon opponent because yeah. we played them a few weeks ago. But uh, but it's a different defense with Coach Zimmer. So you, you really got to dial in your preparation. Is Zimmer one of the innovators of the idea of, of basically putting – everybody and their brother at the line of scrimmage and what is that challenge crea- created there by him doing that right he's the guy who really I kind think of he, yeah he's definitely that. one of the innovators of uh, of the seven seven and eight up looks and uh, they did a ton of it in cincinnati they're doing doing uh, a good amount of it uh, in minnesota it's uh, it just gives you some protection issues as you try and figure out who's coming how to make the best protection adjustment to pick it up and and they're evolving too because as, as teams have studied in the off season uh, when he was in cincinnati and and tried to find ways to uh, to pick it up as far as uh, uh, double reading with your backs or your center or your tackle uh, he's continued to innovate and, and find new ways to uh, to get one of those guys free. Let's go to Ask Aaron. You can ask your question via the hashtag Ask Aaron on Twitter. Uh, it may or may not be previewed by a certain Twitter lurker. Uh, let's start with Andy, who asks, uh, on part of the interruption, Mike Wilbon said the Packers might be, quote, peaking too early. Do you believe in that, or are you guys simply playing well? Is it possible to peak too early? I don't even know what that means. We're just we're playing well right now. I don't... You know, I don't believe in peaking early. It's it's playing well and being prepared and being healthy, or it's uh, not playing. It's the opposite. So okay. right now we're playing well. We're prepared. We're healthy. Um, you want to be uh, uh, playing the right way at the end of the season, but a lot of that uh, is tied to your your team health. So right now we've been fortunate to to be pretty healthy going into week twelve now. Um, you know, so. So that's what we're focusing on. The, the, you know, Terry Bradshaw said something as well. I think to this okay. to the same extent um, about us peaking too early and and, uh, and teams like this plateau at some point. We're just, you know we're playing good right now, and that's that's all that matters. We're seven and three. We're in the mix. Uh, Chad says, "Have you seen or been able to have any contact with your friend Bart Starr?" I haven't seen Bart. Um, I, I have had a little contact with him, and uh, I don't have a whole lot to report. I, you know, I'm going to let. Uh, let their family report anything they want to report uh, okay. out, of, out of respect for them. But uh, but I uh, I do hope to see him at some point. Uh, Peter says, where does the checkmark celebration come from, and is it here to stay? It's no belt, but it's good. i got to be honest, I missed it. What is it? Uh, it, it was actually funny that they, that they – I saw that on, like, NFL. And they were – it was a network or a sports center. Somebody was replaying that, and – that was uh, I was just looking over at AVP at, at uh, Van Pelt, and uh, you know, he challenged me with different things uh, in different games or or during the week, and I was just laughing with him that that was a, you know a checkdown. We talked you know we talked about hitting some checkdowns during the week, and I was just looking over and laughing about the fact that I just threw a five yard pass and he went forty yards for a touchdown. That that, that was not bad. That was pretty good. Um, I don't know how else you signal that. I mean, it was like a check in the air, and then I pointed down. I thought that was that's good. Yeah. It, wasn't really meant for anybody but uh, Alex and Matt and, and, and Scott there. <laughs> but everybody else saw it. Um, Cheeks, who apparently was your Pizza Hut commercial cameraman, 
uh, sends this. He says, how was the case of winners back this week? Uh, I know you got a little bit of grief for saying that. I didn't think you were being disrespectful of the Bears. Um, but are you are, are you looking forward to playing an entire game, or would you like to just sit out the fourth quarter going forward if you can play so well that you don't have to play? Hey, if we're winning, that's that's really all that matters. Um, my body feels feels really good thanks to the offensive line. They've been they've been blocking their butts off. And um, anytime you stand around though for a while, whether you're in the stands cheering for your team or on the sidelines, you, you know, back back will stiffen up a little bit. Uh, Abby says, "I want to thank you guys for making my first game at Lambeau so memorable." Uh, that being said, I now have to write a paper on the importance of determination. How important do you think determination is to a player's success? I don't know if that I don't apparently you get homework assignments when you come to Lambeau Field. I, yeah, I guess so. I, yeah, that's important. Uh, I think it's really important early in a career, um, even pre, uh, you know, pre NFL. Uh, it's it's. I think it's really it's a combination of a lot of things, but you have to have mental toughness uh, to to chase after your dream. You have to make uh, the right decisions along the way. I mean, there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of options when you're in uh, in high school or, or for me, junior college or college that can uh, kind of take your focus away from what you really want to do. And sometimes you have to make tough decisions, saying no to things, to to say yes and open up doors to do other things. And it's the ter- determination to uh, to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's what uh, what going after a goal is all about. It doesn't matter if you're um, 13 or uh, almost 31 now. You, you know, we all have goals and. Um, it's about kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, which is your your ultimate goal, and then taking the right steps to get there. And you have to, along the way, obviously be very determined to, to kind of stay after it. Adam uh, asks... And you can have goals at 41 or however old you are as well. Uh, there's still hope for me. Um, and John Kerry, I'm not going to even mention how old you are because you, you look young. I like the mustache. The, Again, uh, we need a camera here so we can see. You just, well, wait a minute. Like earlier in the show, you were saying we it's good we don't have one. Now you want we one? We do, just so we can see... Uh, uh, our friend John Kerry here and his his uh, his mustache. And see you struggle with your creamer. Uh, Adam says, though I suppose it can be viewed as a compliment. Do you ever get tired of people asking how you make it look so easy? You've had to answer that question last two weeks after games. Well, I don't get tired. I don't get tired of it. I, I just uh, I think at, at times you need to remind people this isn't you know this is uh, this is tough. It's tough to win in this league. It's tough to win at home. It's tough to win on the road. Um, you, a lot goes into it Monday to Saturday that people don't see. Uh, the result is, is exciting and fun when it goes like the way it's gone the last couple of weeks, but uh, it is tough to do this. And uh, I, I, the only thing that, that you know that is that if if people think it's uh, if they say it's easy, it's you know if, you, if they say you make it look easy, that's you know that's a big compliment. But when they say it's just easy, I think that to discredit the work that we all put in because we put a lot into this and, and we care about this and put a lot of time and, and effort into this. Cord says, with the gun deer season opening on Saturday, would you ever go hunting with Jeff Janis? Uh, and are there any other Packers who like to hunt? Have Why you ever gone hunting? Jeff Janis? He's a big hunting guy, apparently. I don't even know if he's the biggest hunter on the team. There's Brett other... Good? No, I don't know. Brett's... Other Who are the hunters? Than, other than the back of a pickup in Arkansas, he's probably not that big of a <laughs> of a hunter. Um, Josh Walker on the uh, practice squad. Okay, big hunter. Are you, uh, now, have you ever gone hunting? Did Brett ever take you hunting? Uh, no, I've I've gone uh, bird hunting a couple times, but uh, I've never been deer hunting. Okay, no interest. Limited interest. Yeah, 
Yes. Would you rather go to that place where you guys shot sporting clays and not shoot an actual living thing, or no? Where? It's just it's. Uh, I just don't have that amount of time, <laughs> or uh, to sit and focus wait? maybe just to sit in the cold uh, tree stand. Now, but uh, but I do know this. It, just like I was, I teased Jordy with his his farming is is, you know, in quotations. Is now he's sitting in this. Uh, air-conditioned cab of a uh, GPS-controlled tractor. Uh, <laughs> the hunting where there's, you know, uh, the uh, the uh, warmed-up, uh, uh, what are the stands that they have now that are heated um, with, the you know, the brew in the in the ice chest there would probably be a, a little more inviting than maybe sitting out in the uh, uh, 20 degrees, snowing, you're freezing, kind of waiting for a, a deer to, oh, we'll to walk by that never does. We'll see if we can find you a cushy hunting opportunity. No, I, no uh, I'll pass on okay. that. I'd rather do fishing, to be honest with you. Uh, last couple. Dave says ice uh, fishing. Um, they have heaters for those, too, right? They don't melt the ice. Grumpy though, old man ice fishing style. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave says, are you more of an electric or acoustic guitar player? What's your favorite guitar to play? Also, have you been to the Taylor Guitar Factory just outside San Diego? I haven't. I'd love to. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I have a number of guitars that uh, electric. I have a couple. Of, uh, sorry, a number of acoustic. I have a couple electric, um, and they all mean something to me. The first one I bought uh, at the Doug Peterson's charity auction in, uh, I think we're in Monroe, uh, Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, years ago, uh, and then I got a, a present from uh, from Ben Harper. I got a present from. Um, uh, Bon Iver, when they came to a game a couple a couple years ago, um, so they all mean uh, something special to me. Um, Martin's, Taylor's, non big name guitars, but uh, how often do you actually get to play any? Whenever I want, I have, I have a, a few of them at the house and a few of them out in San Diego. So I love I love to play and uh, learn new stuff. Uh, Brett's been uh, you know that he's a married man. He's not a <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have enough as much time as he used to to uh, uh, to pick and grin, but uh, but yeah, there's you know Jerry Fontenot is actually a really talented guitarist. Really, he is probably the most talented on the team, I would say. Well, last two, uh, Corey says, do you wear any of your work clothes outside of work? Last year's Thanksgiving gear was some of my favorite. Do you have any faves? Now, what Thanksgiving gear? What does yeah, that mean? Yeah, I think you wore like special sideline stuff for the Thanksgiving game. Uh, or you had like the military salute oh, to service stuff, okay. gear, yeah. or um, I don't think you're going out in your throwback football pants to Shopko or the pig. Maybe but. underneath. <laughs> yes, they're, they're, they're the long underwear there. Um, no, I don't. You know, Brian Nearing, uh, one of our equipment guys, will probably chase you out of here if he sees you walking out of here in your uh, in your Packer gear. Um, I do have a, a couple things that I've. You know, we're able to keep the throwback stuff, a lot of the throwback stuff. So I do have a, a blue Acme Packers hat that I'll wear occasionally because I, you know, blue is my favorite color, and, and I like the hat. But, uh, but no, I'm not going to wear a whole lot of Packers stuff when I'm on the belt. You'll uh, wear college, though. I wear my, yeah. very proudly, my Butte College sweatshirt. You can wear it when you're out there. You'll say, where's butt football? What is that? Like, it's Butte. Okay, Butte. Come like, on. butt the smarts. Is that uh, Montana? No, it's... <laughs> Between Chico and Orville. Yeah, no. you get that a lot. Yeah. Uh, last one goes to Craig. He says, uh, after being in the stadium for Melvin Gordon's record-breaking performance on Saturday, I got to wondering if outside of your own performances, if there has been one game or performance that you've ever witnessed in person or watched on TV that made you drop your jaw and go, wow, uh, what did I just witness like I did on Saturday? 
Mm, that would be that would be tough. I'd have to think about that. Uh, Michael Jordan's game when he was sick uh, years ago in the mm-hmm. finals was uh, was incredible. Um, the Big East tournament game where Syracuse played, who they play, and it went all those overtimes. When Johnny Flynn had a, I think it was Johnny Flynn had a humongous game. Mm, um, I love watching the Big East tournament. Um, that was one that just kept you so captivated in front of the TV. Uh, Any games you've been to in person? You went to the Bucks game last week, right? Yeah, OJ hit a few shots. That was pretty impressive. Zaza was amazing. <laughs> Zaza, big. You're a big Zaza guy. Big Zaza. He's does he shoot mid range? Yeah, uh, yeah, he does. He's got yeah. a solid mid range. That's all that matters. Um, I'm trying. Yeah, I have to think about it. And okay. Really to sit down and think about it. Um, any game that Vladdy's played in is is pretty pretty right. epic. I would I would oh. dare to say. Well, I look forward to getting him and Magic to the game uh, going forward. Maybe I'll awesome find the tickets. We will uh, make find put, some Marlboro Reds for him too. Put that on our to do list. <laughs> nice. Well, you know what to get him for Christmas. This uh, that'll do it for us this week. We'll be back next week to uh, talk about the Vikings game and look ahead to the Patriots. Have you ever played Tom Brady? Yeah. Broke my foot. Oh, that's right. In 2006 is uh, when you came in and played on the broken foot. Ty Warren, yeah. Yeah. We will uh, we'll look ahead to that game and, we'll, of course, do your Ask Aaron questions. This has been the Aaron Rodgers Show.